Hey guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. Have you ever heard the saying, the more you do something, the easier it'll become? It applies to a lot of things in life, like your job, a hobby, except Zoom University. I don't know about you, but the more online classes I took, the more awkward and weird they became. And I feel so sorry for anybody who is still attending Zoom University. I know a lot of colleges are still not back on campus with everything going on in the world. And I feel your pain. I feel so bad for you, but let me tell you something, it does not get easier. Sorry, I'm just gonna say it out loud. It does not get easier. I'm gonna be that person. It does not get easier, but you will make through it and you will graduate and you'll get that piece of paper probably mailed to you and your thing might be virtual like mine. My graduation was virtual. That was, that was something else. But let's talk about my last semester of Zoom University before I graduated, which, wow. Don't know how I pulled that one off. Honestly, I don't know what was more difficult. The fact that I had to play a saxophone online or the fact that I had to dance online, and I'm gonna start with that. So, for this semester, I had to take two online dance classes, but here's the catch. They were with dance majors, and they were at 8 p.m. Yep, you heard that right. They were wicked late at night, like so, so late, because I was taking it with the international students. Now, because I was taking these dance classes with the international students, I had to take them on Sunday. You heard that right. On the Lord's Day, I was dancing ballet. Ooh, that was actually really good. Oh, that was so good. I should make that a rapper, like a song there. That'd be great. Anyways, I had to take ballet Sunday, Monday, and Wednesdays because for the other two girls, it was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and it was really early for them. But for ballet, I had to buy a leotard. Yep, you heard it. I had to buy a whole leotard. I already had the ballet shoes. But I didn't own a leotard. I didn't even know how to buy one because the last time I wore one, I was 10. So what did I do? I went to Amazon. Hey, what's up? It's Editing Meg. I'm editing the podcast right now, and I realize a lot of people might have no clue what I'm talking about. But a leotard is basically that one piece that a lot of dancers wear. It can come in long sleeve, short sleeve, tank top. Kind of looks like a swimsuit. That's how I'll best describe it. But that's what I'm saying I had to buy. And at first, I just bought one. I bought a black one. I was like, it's three days a week. I can wash it in between the days. And I'll just have one leotard and wear it like that right now. I got ahead of myself. And I was like, oh, my God. What if I become a professional dancer? <clears throat> what would I do without a leotard? So then I bought two more. And then I just rotated between the three. But let me tell you, I had no space to work with to dance. I did it upstairs in, like, a very small room. I had minimal space to move. And I finally got used to the space I was in. And I was like, yes, I got this. A tiny space, but I can make it work. And then you want to know what happened? My sister went and got a whole new printer and it stuck out more. And my perception of space was thrown off. The amount of times I kicked her printer, I can't even tell you. I was terrified at first. I'm like, Dan, these girls are professionals. Well, gonna be professionals and they were really good and I was like oh my god they're probably gonna make fun of me I think no these two girls I took class with were like the sweetest people ever there was like another girl but she wasn't a dance major she was from the other college but she was not dance that's all I know and um yeah it was really fun it was really nice and she made me feel comfortable going didn't make me feel stupid for not knowing anything because she would yell things in French yes LA is French I'm pretty sure oh my god I didn't make double check that so I don't look stupid Yep, I'm not stupid. I just double-checked with the Google, and it is mostly spoken in French. Anyway, she would speak a different language because that's how the terminology was based in, and I would be so confused, and I would be like, what? I'd also go the completely opposite different way, and I don't know if it's because my camera was mirrored or their camera was mirrored, but yeah, it was awkward, and 
I kept looking like I was doing the wrong thing, but I swear I was doing the right thing. Probably not. But another dance class I took was hip hop, which is the same teacher from Upside Down. It, it was really fun, you know? I have not much to say. It was kind of awkward silence, but it was still really fun. And this is so bad. I shouldn't admit this in case either professor comes across this podcast. And if they do, hi, I am so sorry I did this to you, but here's a tip, people, if you have to take dance classes online. Sometimes it gets confusing because, you know, you can't see angles that you need to see it at. Or you just don't understand it. And they're not there to help you physically. So you know what you do? I can't believe I'm going to admit I did this. You stand very, very still. Like, so still that it looks like you're frozen. And then you wait to the moment where you know what you're doing. And then you, like, move really fast. And then you go back to your normal speed. And then it looks like you glitched. The amount of times I did this, I'm so sorry to admit this. And I really hope they don't see this. They're going to be like, damn. But yeah, the amount of times I did this move. And it actually works. Like, once my professor thought I was frozen... And I went with it. I said, yeah, sorry. My connection's funny. I'm so sorry I did that to you guys. But it works if you get confused. Just just stand there. Really, really still so you look frozen. And then you gotta do a sudden movement. And then boom, you, you're back in and everything's fine. So those are the two dance classes I had. They were a time. I mean, they were really fun, really nice. And like it's an experience that, you know, I never thought I would go through. An experience that I never want to go through again. But I did learn a lot. You can do a lot with a small space. Another class that I took was women composers, and we were supposed to meet from like 9 to 10.50, and the lady goes, mm, nah, we're going to meet from 9 to 9.50, and I'll give you some work online. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, it was really nice, and I would literally just get my homework done right away, but the one thing I hated is she used this program, and oh my god, I cannot remember what it's called, and I didn't write it down, but editing Megan will find out for you and put it in here. It was called Flipgrid. Yep, it came to me the minute I heard it but I double-checked with Google. It was called Flipgrid, and it would only work on Google Chrome. Yeah, we had to use that. If anybody's used that before, what happens is you have to make a video response to a question, and then your comments to another person are done in video. It was horrible. I hated every second of it, and I would talk really, really fast just to get it over and done with. And she also made a group project for the class, and oh my god, I think I always, me and this other girl ended up doing like most of the work, and it was crazy. And back to the last episode, this is why we shouldn't do group projects online because it never works out. The project was kind of hard, but we had to make a new wiki page for a woman composer that didn't have enough information on her page, which in theory, it's nice. I love it. We love to see it. There's so many female composers out there who we never know of and never hear about because of the time frame they were born in or the social class they were born in or the family they were born in. And it was really interesting to learn about all that. But mm, group projects online, ain't it? Let me just tell you that. And you know what else ain't it? The seminar class I had to take because that class was based off of two other classes for my major. So basically it was repeated material. It was kind of cool though. He had some guest speakers come in and I learned a lot from them. They were really cool. And it was really nice to hear about like people who were born in the area that I'm born in and they were like doing big things and it made me be like, hey, I can do big things too. But yeah, that class, it was just, I recycled a lot of my old work. Should I admit that online? Probably not. Please don't take my degree back, college. It was uh, definitely weird. The one thing, though, that he did, let me tell you about this, because I, I put myself in a situation. Do you ever do that to yourself? Do you ever put yourself in a situation where you're like, oh my god, and then you're like, wait, I did this to myself? Because that's exactly what happened. This man said, you're going to come up with a project for the whole semester. It's going to be something that the college has never taught you before. And I was like, okay, what has this college never taught me? And I went a step further and I said, okay, what hasn't the conservatory taught me? Because that's where I took my dance classes. And I was like, you know what? No college or conservatory has taught me how to dance with my saxophone. 
and I mean like literally dance, not a little shimmy shimmy, not a little toe tappies, like literally dance. Like I don't know if any of you know who Lindsay Sterling is. She's an amazing violin player who dances at the same time, and I just want to be like her except with my saxophone. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna do that. And then I went, you know what? No, I'm not, because that's too much work and don't have the space for that. And that's crazy. There's no one's gonna get approved. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna come up with the most ridiculous thing ever. So that way it gets rejected and then it buys me more time to come up with a better project. So I told this man that I was gonna teach myself how to tap dance and play my saxophone at the same time. Yep, you heard me right. Tap dance and play my saxophone at the same time. So I write up the report, I put it in, I go, here you go, send it in. Then weeks go by. He never said anything about the project, we never got graded on it. And then finally, we get to class. And he said, oh, 10 minutes ago, I just went through everybody's thing. 90% of this class, I rejected your idea. You can't do it, you need to come up with a new one, you need to sit here and talk with me, I'm gonna end class early so that way I can go one-on-one -on -one with each of you. So I said, yes. Never in my life have I wanted to fail something so bad before, okay? I always want to give my best, give my 100%. I never want to fail. But in this moment, I wanted to fail. I wanted a big fat zero on my grade report. So he gives us time. And he goes, okay, I'm going to speak with you one-on-one. -on -one. Who needs to resubmit another project idea? Everybody go check because I only passed two or three of you. So I go and I check. This man passed me. He passed me. He gave me a hundred on it. I said, no, no, no. He did not approve the project. He approved the project. I had to spend the whole semester learning how to tap dance and play my saxophone at the same time, except I didn't follow the plan I was supposed to, and I really hope he doesn't see this. But yeah, I kind of was just winging it. I was just doing it whenever I wanted. I wasn't consistent. And you know what? I actually got something down towards the end of the semester. It wasn't perfect, but I was able to somewhat play. You know, I played Thirst Shot by Macklemore, and I was tap dancing at the same time, and I said, yes, this is what I paid all the money in the world to do. My parents are so proud of me. Then I had another class, my capstone class. It's another one where you're not gonna believe my homework assignment. First off, there was no meeting times with the class except twice in the semester she wanted us to meet as a group. And it was just, it was a hassle trying to get everybody to match up, but we did it. So for my capstone class, we got to pick what our topic was. I said, you know what? I want to be a content creator. I want to make videos and put myself out there. And now I'm going to make a podcast, but that wasn't part of my capstone class. But I was like, I want to, make videos, put them out there, and then eventually get paid for it, but not videos like that. Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. I was like, I'm gonna do a social media-based journey to get myself out there, because I don't have a lot of videos of me playing my instruments. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna post weekly to my Instagram page. I'm gonna make a TikTok account and post weekly to TikTok, and then I'm gonna make a music video of this 12-song mashup that I wrote for a few semesters back to post to YouTube. It got approved. My homework we're gonna ignore the Instagram part and we're gonna ignore the YouTube part. My homework was to make weekly TikToks. TikTok was my homework. I was paying all this money to make TikToks and get graded on it. I got graded on making TikToks. So like, so to plug, if you wanna go follow my TikTok, it's MeganMelanson13. Can we just take a little, let's just take a little skirt, skirt, little tangent, little off the road moment. I don't understand TikTok. If anybody on here understands TikTok, the algorithm, anything about it, just let me know because I don't get it. Because people are always like, oh, you need to post more content. You post more content, you get more likes, you get more followers, you get more likes, you get more followers, you can apply for the creator fund. I said, perfect. So I start posting once a week. 
I got stuck in a little 200 view range. I said, okay, that's a lot coming from somebody who doesn't know that many people on TikTok. I was happy with that. Then all of a sudden I get bumped up to like 500, 600. I was like, oh, okay, go off TikTok. Then I posted two videos and they both got over a thousand views. I said, holy crap, I did it. So I kept posting more. Then after that, all my videos started getting like a hundred and less views. Like, I don't get it. Was it the outfit I was wearing? Was it my song choice? Was it the backdrop I used? Because for my YouTube video, I wanted backdrops for each song to be a different color. But I was like, I'm not paying all this money and I didn't have that much knowledge of how to edit videos. So what did I do? I went to the dollar store and I bought tablecloths. But hey, those tablecloths are still lost to me and they still work. And you know what? It's the best way to get a cheap, inexpensive backdrop. Just a little PSA for all of you. And I don't understand TikTok. So if anybody knows anything about TikTok, understanding it and whatnot, please let me know. Because I'm confused. And I'm also confused how I was able to do TikTok for a homework assignment at a college level. Like, that's something you would probably do in high school. But no, not me. I did it in college. And then we're going to get to my last class that I remember taking. I feel like I might have taken more, but I also had a light load this last semester. I wanted to have fun. I said that my very first podcast. I wanted to have a fun semester, so I was purposely trying to choose fun classes, which is why I chose the lovely podcast class, which is the reason why I have this podcast out. So I just want to give another shout out to all my classmates, my professors, for encouraging me and in some cases pressuring me into releasing this podcast. Just kidding, they did not do that. I mean, one girl did. She was kind of like, I will find you and make you post this. And I was like, oh, God. But, you know, shout out to all of you guys because now here we are with a whole podcast class. And it was honestly hands down one of the best classes I ever took. I'm not just saying that. Like, it was just so fun and it did not feel like a liberal arts class. That was the best part. Like, a lot of times, like, you go to a music college, you don't want to take your English or math or science or histories, okay? Or any college. You just want to be in your field. You want to learn both stuff in your field. It was really fun and it didn't feel like a liberal arts class, but... It was kind of sad because that class, I feel like we all vibed really well. Yeah, the podcasting class was really fun. We all really vibed and it was great. And I think the best part is everyone in the beginning was calling me Megan. Okay, that's how I always introduce myself. It's Megan. But when I came up with the title of my podcast, Hey Guys, it's Meg. Slowly over the course of the semester, all the professors and all my classmates started calling me Meg and I found that so funny because I don't know if this is just like a me thing or if this is like an every Megan situation so if your name is Megan and you've experienced this please let me know but it doesn't matter how many times I introduce myself to somebody it doesn't matter how I introduce my somebody I will introduce myself as Megan and over the course of time sometimes days sometimes weeks sometimes years sometimes only a few hours Everyone just ends up calling me Meg anyways, and I'm like, oh my god, but I've never introduced myself as Meg. Which I find so funny, because this is my whole podcast, is hey guys, it's Meg. But yeah, I've never introduced myself as Meg, but over the course of time of knowing somebody, they end up calling me Meg. And this one, oh, I never forget, this was one time, one of my coworkers started calling me Meg, and I'm like, whoa, didn't know we were on that level, because I feel like that's a whole different level. You know, when you start having nicknames or short names for people, like, you know that person so much. Like, now y'all know me, because I said, hey guys, it's Meg never on that level but you know what I mean like I always find that funny how I'll always introduce myself as Megan and then people just call me Meg so if this happens to you and your name is Megan please let me know if that made sense and I feel like if we were in person we would have had like a hundred times more fun because when you're online it is so awkward making connections with people like you're standing at a screen they're standing at a screen I'm pretty sure not everyone's in the same spot on your screen either 
So everyone's looking at a different layout. And it's just hard to connect with people. But for some reason in that class, I feel like we all just connected. And I was like, dang, we really did that. Like, I follow somebody on my Instagram now. So shout out to you guys. Y'all are great. And there was, like, some people who just, like, stopped showing up to class. And I was like, oh, maybe they dropped out. And then one week they would show back up. And I'm like, oh, shoot, where did you go? Like, where have you been? But, yeah, it was a very fun class. But you know what? Even though it was fun, even though we vibed, it was still awkward at times. Because Zoom University is awkward and it's horrible and I don't understand because people say the more you do things the easier it'll become but you know what when it comes to Zoom University that is a whole lie. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hey Guys It's Meg. Come back next week because I'm finally talking about my dog and the sketchy way I adopted her. You can follow Hey Guys It's Meg underscore podcast on Instagram or Twitter for updates and good times. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace out Girl Scouts.